Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. And we've been talking on the subject of uh, praying and keeping on the whole armor and just going through it and uh, how to respond in times of uh, adversity. I mean, adversity. I mean, adversity, <laughs> and just going through it. And Vince again, is playing hurt today. He's got a summer cold. Right, right. Summer cold. The enemy is trying to attack me, but hey, the devil is a lie, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Amen. But anyway, yeah, it's interesting since we started this broadcast. Then I, I get under attack. Yeah, the same uh, subject we've been talking about about Christians being under a, attack, and and uh, Paul said it. I believe he said, "Don't think it's strange when you go through uh, various trials and tests." And, and tribulations, knowing that it's a testing of your faith. And so this again, is why we had to put on the sword uh, on the armor right. You got to keep on the whole armor because the devil he doesn't just give up on us. He doesn't oh. say, you know that Vince, he's he he's doing that show now. He and Richard are doing that show, so I guess I'll leave them alone. That's not how he operates. Well, he doesn't want the gospel to go forth, especially with uh yeah. He doesn't want the uncompromised word to go forth. So he he has the scripture says, don't be uh. Ignorant of Satan's devices. That's devices with an S. I mean, he has many devices. You know, he'll try to hit you with an illness and, uh, or whatever. And I just, again, since we started this broadcast about going through it, now enemy try to attack me with a summer cold. But again, he's a lie. But uh, now this is the time. I always tell people, it's in those times of trials and tribulation and adversity where you have to allow the word of God to work in your life. This is where the rubber actually meets the road. And for the last couple of days, I've been declaring he was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities, a chastisement of my pieces upon him, and by his stripes I'm healed. I've been declaring Christ has redeemed me from the curse. And that's sickness, poverty, and, and death. I've been just declaring what the word says about my circumstance. And I'm going to keep declaring it till the circumstances line up with the truth <laughs> and the truth is God's word. And that's, that's in essence, keeping on the whole armor. You know, I'm girded up. I'm using the, my spiritual armor and weaponry to, to war against the devil. And I'm casting down thoughts because he, he'll want to put those thoughts in your mind when you're under attack. And, and again, that's part of it. You got to learn how to cast down imagination and every 
higher thing that exhausts itself against the knowledge of yeah, God. It is kind of amazing how many times in our life, you know, something will happen, we get a little low, and yeah, he's, and, that's and your he'll thought just life. bring thoughts to you, your own thoughts, your right. own imagination runs right. wild, and you start thinking, oh, wow, maybe this and is And it's true. very interesting if a negative thought comes, how he just wants you to run with that. You think of all the other negative things that can happen, instead of just doing what the scripture says, think on these things. Well, Most other things are good. I was reading in a book the other day, and it said, and I can't remember exactly how many thoughts. It was in the thousands, tens of thousands, maybe, that we have in a day. Yeah, you made over 100,000. And like 90% of them are negative. Right. <laughs> I mean, in the average person, about 90% of their thoughts so are negative. So now you see why it's, how important it is to meditate on his word daily and nightly. Because his word is good. It's pure. It's the truth. As opposed to ne- meditating on all these other, what, I think they said something about 90,000 thoughts a day we get. Yeah. Joel Osteen it's, mentioned it. It's, it's, so many. it's a really high amount. And almost all of them, like I said before, are all negative. You know, uh, it's too hot. It's too cold. Uh, you know, it's it's too whatever. Oh, I missed that light. Oh, things at work aren't going as well as I mm-hmm. thought. But almost so many of the things. This is why, you know, when, and we won't get too far afield off from the armor of God, but this is why in Philippians 4, 8, he God has to tell us that whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is pure, whatever is noble, uh-huh. think on these things because our normal human nature is not to think on those things. Well, well, you're right. Our normal human fallen nature. Because originally, before the fall, Adam thought like God thought. But now that sin came in, now, remember, as soon as sin came in, they went and hid and covered themselves. And God said, What's up with that? They say, they say, why are you hiding? They say, well, we we were naked. He said, well, who, who told you that? <laughs> well, who gave you that thought? Yeah, where did that thought come from? Previous to your disobedience, you didn't have a thought like you were naked. So, again, the fall brought that sin nature on us and negative thoughts. Remember, Adam's job originally, he had great thoughts because he was commanded and given the uh, responsibility of naming all of God's creation, all the animals. He obviously wasn't thinking negative. You know, I'm going to call you a giraffe. I'm going to call you an elephant. He operated out of discernment. And then when the fall came, that's why the scripture still says the whole earth is reeling under a curse. It is. Right. The From whole that same world curse. groaning because yeah. of us. And, and it's, it's because of us. We, Jesus did his part. Now he considered us co-laborers with him. That's why we're called the body of Christ. Jesus is the head of that body. He wants us to grow up and finish the works. You gotta finish it. That's why you say go. That's our part. Go and make disciples. Remember when he was on the cross? He his last words was, "It is finished." Well, he said, "I did my part. I took the keys. I defeated death, hell, and the grave. The last enemy is destroyed. Now I need you guys to co-labor with me. Go and make disciples of all nations, because the world is waiting on what you got. But if you don't be transformed by the renewing your mind," and you allow those negative thoughts to just run rampant in you, how good can you be used for the advancement of the kingdom of God if you have a defeated mentality? And, and how good can you be for anybody? <laughs> right. You can't, how good can be for your spouse? How good can you be for your family? How good can you be at your work, wherever? Right. And, and it is amazing how people pull down other people. And if you're not careful to guard your thoughts and guard the people that you're around, how your thoughts can be pulled down. Right. And I always say thoughts are things. And I understand this because 
Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Thoughts are things. That's how stuff happens. You think about it first. The thought comes, and then you basically act on it. Whether it be positive or negative, you can act on that thought and bring manifestation to that thought. It's like, it's, well, because we were made that way to create, and Satan knows we are made that way. That's why he wants you to think on negative things. And God says, no, in Philippians, think on these things, whatever things are good, praiseworthy, of a good report. Because he, he knows that's how he originally made us. Remember, Jesus came to redeem, reconcile, and restore us back to the first. But we still got to do our part. Our part is to do what he said. Right. And we'll get the results. But we, we stay conformed to this world, and we allow the world. Remember those thoughts? The world got negative thoughts. Heaven has positive thoughts. <laughs> Remember, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Heaven has positive thoughts. And where we get the seed from heaven at is out of the word of God. So we can meditate on his word day and night, and that will transform what you believe. Your thoughts are now line up with God. Remember he said in Isaiah, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. So as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways and my thoughts higher than yours. So all he's saying is, come on up. This is where all you're right. supposed to be at. Yeah, if you keep thinking like you're thinking, you're not going to be thinking like me. He you're says. not thinking it's like only, me. It's only through the Spirit that we're able to do that. You know, we talked last week about the promises of God and how important it is for us to always remember the promises of God. And you can tell if a person believes the promises of God just by the way they act and the things they say. I was at a meeting again the other night, and I was telling people, I actually really believe it when God says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you, that he's always with me. I, always, I actually believe it when God says, I'll supply all your needs according to my riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So the fact that I believe that colors the things that I do. It, it, it makes me do certain things. So if you don't believe that, then you're going to live your life in a certain way. You're going to... The Bible talks about we haven't been given a spirit of fear. And yet a lot of Christians live in a spirit of fear. Yes, they do. They, they live in a spirit of defeat. They live in a spirit of, man, I don't know if, if, if that can happen. I don't know if anything good can ever happen to me. I don't know, I don't know that anything positive can happen in my life. I, I don't know if, if things can work out. And a lot of people live in a spirit of defeat, and that's not the spirit that we've been given. Well, with that said... This is what I know about that. You have to meditate on the truth of God's word and get it down in your spirit. And then it'll transform your thinking. But if you're meditating on the problem, you know, the adversity, if you're meditating, whatever you focus on is going to become bigger. Remember, you're going to always move in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. So if your most dominant thought is how it ain't going to work, and everything negative, that's the direction your life is going to move. But if your dominant thought is the truth of God's word, which equates to the promises, if that's where your thoughts are constantly, that's why he told Joshua, meditate on my word day and night and, then, and, and observe to do all that's written in it, and then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Well, you know, I heard a saying once, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. You're right either way. You're right. As a man think <laughs> it, so is Because, I mean, if, you, if there's something and you think you can't do it, you'll never be able to do it. Well, and that's a whole other subject because you got to surround yourself with like-minded people. 
you know. Oh, and that's why I was saying earlier, we got to guard ourselves with who we're around. Yeah. I mean, if you're around negative people, you're going to pretty soon become a lot more negative. Right. If you're around positive people, mm-hmm. you're going to be, you're going to be, and this, this happens with your friends, the people you pick to be your friends. Mm-hmm. If, if they're negative, oh, woe is me. The country's coming to an end. Oh man, nothing good can happen. Oh, it's terrible. Pretty soon you start thinking, oh, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's no hope. I tell people all the time, I can tell you what your future looks like by the people you associate with on a daily. Yeah, because, again, like they say, it's not biblical, but they used to say it in the world, birds of a feather flock together. together. It's the truth, too. Right, yeah, no, it's true. But you know, I always tell people, you know, you can't soar with eagles hanging around with turkeys. <laughs> now, they're both birds, but one of them can't get up off the ground. <laughs> and everybody wants to soar, but they keep hanging around with turkeys. And here's the thing about you said positive. God is positive. He was the original positive right. record. He's, I mean, when you read whatever's good, whatever's true, whatever's pure, whatever's noble, think on these things. God is the original. Tony Robbins and all that crew are not the original positive thing. God is the original positive right. thinker. Well, he looked out at space and he saw it was void. And he said, okay, darkness was on the deep, says in Genesis. I mean, he, he must have thought something because he spoke it. Scripture says in 2 Corinthians, we believe, therefore we speak. Well, you're going to speak what you believe. God believed what was in him and he spoke it. He saw darkness. He said, well, I'm going to call this thing light. Whoop, there it was. Yeah, and that's the way we were made originally. We keep forgetting that. We're God's children. We're... Remember, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. We're his image, and we can still frame our worlds by our words and by our thoughts. Yeah, so we got to start, again, you said who you hang out with. We said who you hang out. We're hanging out with God as we're studying his word, as we're fellowshipping and partaking, eating on his word, feeding on his word. Jesus said, feed on my word in uh, John 6. So we're hanging out really with Jesus, with God. And if you're hanging out with somebody day by day, you know, years, you're going to become like them. Jesus said, what, a student will be like his teacher? <laughs> so that's why God, that's why it's really so important to study the Word of God. And again, we'll find out who studies to show their self-approve and who doesn't. Because again, when time, when those trials and tribulations come, <laughs> when adversity come, when the, rub- when the rubber really meets the road, we're going to find out what you're made of because we're going to find out what it's going to come out your mouth and and if you don't put on the armor of god when the devil comes then you have no defense right and and you know as we've been looking at ephesians chapter (coughs) six and talking about the armor of god where we haven't got to yet is verse what is it uh 18 18 praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So the sword of the Spirit, or the armor of God, rather, we're to put on the full armor of God. He talks about what that armor was. He talks about the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, the shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness. He talks about all those things, and then he says, and then praying always. When is with how, all how, prayer and supplication? I want to know how often is always. 
Right. You know, we'll see. And here's the thing. If your idea of prayer, and I think this is where a lot of Christians get confused. If your idea of prayer is you have to be on your knees with your eyes closed and your head bowed, you couldn't possibly be praying always. Right. If that's what you think prayer is, you cannot be praying always. Now, is there a place in our life where we can go and get on our knees and close our eyes and bow our head? Uh-huh. Yes. Do we need to find time to be able to do that? Yes. Uh-huh. But is that the only thing that prayer is? No. So you can be praying at work with your mind in the spirit, not even out loud, always. You can do it at home. And so we get this idea that prayer has to be in a certain way. We have to do a certain thing or be in a certain place. People say, man, they've outlawed school and prayer in schools. And I said, no, they haven't. They said, oh, yes, they have. You can't pray in school. I said, I prayed in school. My daughter's prayed in school. There are still students every day in schools across America praying in school. Now, I have to admit that a lot of times my prayer in school was, Lord, help me pass this test and that kind of stuff. But you can pray in school. The fact that maybe you can't get up in front of the class and lead everybody, but that doesn't mean that you can't pray in school. Uh, you can pray, pray quietly. And people say, well, my boss won't let me pray at work. He can't stop you from praying at work. Can you can stop, pray with your thoughts in the spirit. Can he stop you from praying on the way to work? Right. Nobody can. When you're leaving the job. Uh, you know, he can't I, even stop you when you're at work because you can pray in your thoughts in the spirit. You don't right. have to close your eyes. You don't have to speak out loud. You can pray wherever you are. So if you think, well, my boss won't let me pray at work, so there's no point in me praying at work. You don't understand what prayer is. You can speak to God with your thoughts in the spirit with your eyes wide open and your head unbowed while you're walking around doing your job. Well, you can say hallelujah. That's the highest form of prayer. Amen. You can just give a hallelujah. But back to that text. And and I was just reminded, Jesus, you're talking about bowing on your knees, praying. Jesus said, and when you stand praying. <laughs> well, you know what I get? What I think is fascinating, to me, the shortest, most heartfelt prayer in the Bible is when Peter's going underwater and he says, Lord, help me. Right, right, right. Now, right, he right, don't right. have his head bowed. He doesn't have right. his eyes closed. He's not going into a big, long, flowery prayer. He gets right to the meat of the matter. Right. Lord, Lord, I help need me. help. Right. And you know what I know? He meant it. He wasn't oh, yeah. just talking to be oh, yeah. talking. He wasn't just killing time. Yeah, he, he actually was. meant what he was saying. Right. He didn't want to drown. But back to the text in Ephesians 6, 18, praying always with all prayer. All prayer, that lets me know there's more than one type of prayer. If I say all prayer... There's, there's a prayer of thanksgiving, prayer, consecration, dedication. We prayed that the other day for clear direction. Prayer of, uh, of petition, Mark eleven twenty four, 24. Prayer of intercession. There's all type of prayer. I'm just, I was at a prayer meeting the other night. You know, there's so many things and issues we can pray about. So that's why he says, praying always with all prayer. With supplication in the spirit. And I like to say when the spirit is praying the word of God. Pray God's will. Remember Jesus, they say, Lord, teach us how to pray. He said, basically pray in line with this. Our father in heaven, acknowledge him. And just and go ahead and acknowledge, hallowed be his name. Meaning there ain't no name above his name. And then pray in line with his kingdom coming. His will being done here on earth as it is in heaven. 
that's the way we got to pray in line with what with, with, with heaven wants. And what heaven wants is in God's word. But we have we can't. That's why he says, uh, pray for those who uh, bless those that persecute you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. You can't pray, Lord, get him. You know, get my enemies. Get my in-laws. Although, you know, the scripture says that when you pray for your enemy, the hot coals will be poured on their head. I've actually heard people say, well, I'm going to pray for them so hot coals will be put on their well, head. Well, if you pray in the word of God over them. <laughs> so God wants us to pray all prayers. It's all type of prayers. Just in the day, there's a, you know, we can pray quietly. You know, you were just talking about in the office. You can, that's a prayer. Quietly. You can pray just standing in the gap for someone. We were praying for the Chico police the other day, the whole, the, well, all the police departments in Butte County. Yeah. And yeah, but anyway, <laughs> I was joking on the side. But anyway, yeah, we, we have to intercede because that's what we're called to do, stand in the gap and pray. So, and, and praying is communing with God, talking to God about basically what he said and standing in agreement with what he said. Because that's the only thing heaven uh, responds to is the word of God. So that's what he means in the spirit. Look, well, you know, and you, and you reference the Lord's prayer when he talks about have, um, God's will being done on earth is in heaven. A lot of times, people think that means that other people are going to be doing God's will. That somehow God's will be done, like in the United States or what? That's prayer. That prayer is for your own life. That God's will be done in my. Oh yeah, life. I know. I want His will to be done in my life. I want His right. kingdom to come in my See, life. So, so I'm not. I'm not thinking about it being done in somebody else's life or anything. I'm thinking about it being done in my life, that, that God's will be done in my life like it is in heaven. Well, remember, the whole earth is waiting for the manifestations of you. Right. So you would want God's will to be done in your life. And his will is perfect. That's the will. I was just reading some over here. Look at here real quick. In uh, Philippians, uh, we'll pick it up at... Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Remember, it's God who works in you. Well, I, I guess that's God's will to work in me. But look what he says here. And this is about uh, what we were just speaking on earlier about going through it. Verse 14 says, do all things without complaining. <laughs> <laughs> do all things without complaining and disputing. See, that means go through trials and tribulations. Can you imagine without... what would happen if everybody that was a believer just did that? Mm -hmm. Do everything without complaining. Right. Now, said, all things. Uh, and that, that, what does all things mean? All things. All things. There it is. Without complaining. is one of our favorite things. Right, right, See, right. It goes right. back to our negative thoughts. Right. You know, that, we're, that we love to complain. I, what it is about a human being that's got to go back to our sinful nature again, uh -huh. that we just love to complain about almost everything. People complain about the weather every day. It's too hot. Well, in a few months, it's going to be too cold. It's okay. going to be too windy. It's going to be too something. People are always complaining about something. And what does he say there? Do not complain. Do all things without complaining. Look, and disputing. We love to dispute, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, disputing is one of yeah, our yeah, Right, right. And look at verse 10. And, and he tells you why in verse 15, that you may become, become is a process, blameless and harmless, children of God, without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life. He says, 
this is how you're supposed to behave right here. Don't complain. And what scripture is that again? That's uh, Philippians chapter 2, starting at verse 13 to 15, to 16. Yeah, I'm going to read six, 15 again. That you may become blameless. See, as you stop complaining and disputing with other folks, because you're royalty. Royalty don't fuss with nobody. A king don't be fussing with nobody. He go ahead and decree a thing, and that's it. That's who we are. So he says, do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless. Again, that's how I'm going to become blameless as I put up. Remember, I'm going to put away complaining and disputing because I've been commanded to. <laughs> so that you may become blameless and harmless. Children of God. Oh, that's how children of God act. They don't complain and they don't dispute. Harmless, uh, blameless and harmless children of God without fault. Oh, I'll be blameless. I'll be without fault if I put away this. In the midst, he says, because you're in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. We know that. Remember, that's why the whole earth is waiting so on he us. he wrote this 2,000 years ago, so that nothing's you know, any different, but, right? Nothing new I under mean, the sun. <laughs> we know that in Ecclesiastes. Nothing new under the sun. But he just says, uh, crooked, he said, we're in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom we shine as lights in the world. Remember, Jesus said, let your light so shine. Your light's not going to shine if you're always complaining. I thought you the one were had a relationship with God. You knew the Almighty. So why are you complaining and disputing all the time? That's not a ch a child of God doesn't do that because he knows who he is. We was just talking earlier, me and uh, the GM about Jesus. Jesus didn't sit and argue with nobody, even with po politicians. When he was in, he was had to face them. He didn't sit there and argue with them. They said, "You say he, it as you say, yeah, <laughs> just like you say." He didn't sit up there, I told you, look at my ID. I'm a child of the most high God. He didn't go through none of that because he knew who he was. He was royalty. And again, let this mind be in you, as is also in Christ Jesus. Be imitators of God, it says in Ephesians 5, 1. So again, the Bible, God's word is to transform us. Scripture says that we're being conformed into his image. God's image, Jesus' image, the sample son. And again, it's about spiritual maturity. See, and, it talks, <laughs> and it talks about, you know, we've used this scripture a lot, no longer being conformed to this world. Because the world's model is to complain. Yeah. The world's model is to fuss with each other. The world's some... model is to do all those things that he says not to do. That's why we've got to be transformed I by see the Christians on Facebook mind. complaining all the time about politicians. And oh, they're supposed we, to be spiritual. We can play about anything. Right. I'm <laughs> saying, why don't you just pray about it? Do what the scripture said. We just read praying all prayers. And that's going to do it for this uh, segment of Faith on Fire. We're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, continue to walk by faith. this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.